Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. Gonna be a good day with DA. Hey, Da. I do love the Da. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. A good Monday to you. Coming up this hour here on the show in 20 minutes, we've got your sound check, your best audio of the day. In 40 minutes, did the Braves screw up their own Father's Day? Hopefully. For the dads in your life, if you are a dad, hopefully you had a nice Father's Day. I certainly did. Got Papa Amendo over to the house. Obviously, I had little AJ, so three generations of Amendos there. Grilled up some salmon, grilled up some hot dogs. One of the things that blew my mind yesterday was my brother came over as well, and he goes, let's make chili dogs today. I said, great idea. Made some chili the night before. And they brought it over, so we put it on the hot dogs. My dad goes, I've actually never had a chili dog. Is that right? Wow. Never had a chili dog. Papa Amendo. Okay. So he goes, I'll try it. So put the hot dogs on the grill, get them off, put the chili on top. I chowed. I had two of them, plus the salmon, plus the other stuff that we had, and it was just, it was great. My brother chowed. My dad goes, ah. Got a hot take here, guys. I go, yeah. He goes, I'm not feeling the chili dog. I go, what don't you like? He goes, I like chili. I like the hot dog. I just don't like them together. Really? He goes, I don't know what I'm tasting. I go, you're tasting them both together, Dad, and it's delicious. He goes, no, I don't don't think so. I don't don't get it. I'm not into this. I go, wow, separation of church and state. You love the chili. You love the hot dog. You don't love them together. He must not be a fan of the foods of the football foods of the week during the fall, huh? Because I've had a lot of chili, chili and hot spread dog and everything. Oh yeah, the taco dips—you dig it, dipping the pigs in a blanket in—that's a big go-to for me. Taking the leftover taco dip, dumping it on hot dogs. I'm a big chili dog guy. 
I am too. I think it's a delicious addition and a delicious condiment to a hot dog. I think it takes it to the next level. But maybe my dad's old school. Maybe Chili Dog is for a new generation. Although I feel like Chili Dog has been around for a long time. It's like the Miami Heat. In what way? Well, like you don't view them as an expansion team anymore. They've had so much success for so long. But, you know, there was a certain time when the Miami Heat were like new and what is this? You know? Well, I feel like Chili Dogs have probably been around at state fairs, somewhere in Texas, diners, since like the 40s or 50s. Okay, so longer than the Miami Heat. But I would think so. Like, I I don't think there's anybody today that remembers a world prior to Chili Dogs. <laughs> the pre-CD era? <laughs> I mean, Sonic's been doing Chili Dogs for how many decades now? Yeah, I mean, those two guys haven't aged at all in those commercials. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't mind a Chili Dog. But I can I can see why people do mind it. You can, yeah, because I think it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff on a hot dog. I feel like sometimes hot people let like hot dogs like a basic, like a mustard, like a good ketchup, or some type of, or maybe even like a even if you got to put a little, maybe little beans, that's it. Mm. But not like a giant thing on on the hot dog. Mm. I can see that. I can see Papa Mendo being like that. Well, you're talking you're talking his language. Papa Mendo really likes just good sauerkraut and mustard on a hot dog. He will also go relish on a hot dog if it's good, fresh relish. But, yeah, he just felt like the chili was too much. It was a step too far for him. I can see that. I can see, no no, no, no disrespect, but I can see that. A step too far. The Larry Mendo biography. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's kind of it. Yes. That's kind of it. That's kind of it. So hopefully you had a good Father's Day yesterday, everybody, and you were able to celebrate. Or for those dads that aren't with us, remember them with some fond memories. Yesterday, what a bad weekend for Bob Huggins. And I don't know if you saw the details of this, but I, I do think they're worth discussing because for the few people that say, well, he probably wouldn't have been fired if he wasn't at the end of his career already. He wouldn't have been pushed out the door had he not had the homophobic slur in that radio interview a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, that this might not have been the end of his career with with a different pretext. I have to say, I completely disagree. I do not think if you see the details of this DUI, there's any way the state's most highly paid employee most visible person, I don't think that human being can survive this. It is that bad. And I don't think any DUI should be minimized, primarily because, of course, you can hurt yourself and that would be bad. But the worst thing is when you hurt other people that didn't make a bad decision. When you hurt other people or rip apart other people's families who were doing nothing wrong. That, to me, is crushing and I have very little tolerance for DUIs, DWIs, and things of this nature. I realize they happen a lot. It does not mean they should be accepted. I realize there's always redemption in society, and that's a good thing as well. But I don't think any of these incidents should ever be minimized. And that being said, Bob Huggins is 69 years old. No better. Bob Huggins was in Pittsburgh. This guy got so tanked, number one. He got the DUI at 8.30 p.m. He blew a 2-1-0. 
in most states, legal driving limit is .08. So this guy was about two and a half times over the legal limit by 8.30. This wasn't 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. This guy got lit during the day and started driving around. He was in Pittsburgh. They found his car stalled in the middle of the road with a shredded tire and his driver's side door open. And people wondering, uh, what's going on? Did Bob Huggins call the authorities? Did Bob Huggins call the police? Did Bob Huggins call AAA? No, Bob Huggins didn't know where he was. This guy was so blotto, he shredded his tire. Cops came up and said, hey, man, you're going to have to move this car to the side of the road. You're in the middle of the road. Once they observed him doing so, they said, oh, this guy's smashed. They said, Bob, do you know where you are? No. Bob, where do you think you are? I don't know. They asked this guy 10 times, Bob Huggins, where are you? His best guess was Columbus. He's in Pittsburgh. So how destroyed do you have to be behind the wheel of a car to where you think you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you're actually in Pittsburgh? Number two, Bob Huggins clearly is a threat to everybody on the road, driving and walking and riding a bike and everything. During the day, he is obliterated driving around Pittsburgh. Doesn't know where he is enough to shred his tire. Doesn't know how he shredded the tire. Doesn't know what he hit, what happened. He provides to them a receipt from Burger King that he had been at a couple of hours earlier or whatever. So he drove to BK like this, got whatever he wanted to eat, and then drove around the city from Burger King. This smash blowing a point. 2-1-0, and they saw in the passenger side of his car, he's driving alone, by the way, a garbage bag filled with empty beer cans. So dude is smashing beers, throwing them in a garbage bag on the passenger side. They open up the trunk. There's another bag of empty beer bottles in the trunk. They look in the center console, and just behind the center console, Bob Huggins has a cooler of beers. So Bob is riding around Pittsburgh during the early evening, late afternoon, smashed out of his mind, and he's pulling beers from the center console cooler, drinking them as he's driving. The guy shreds his tire, doesn't know where he is, and is killing beers in the car as he drives. I don't care what time in your career it is, how many Final Fours or Sweet Sixteens or National Championships you've gone to. At least Rick Petito was trying to win games as he violated NCAA rules. He's not putting anybody else at risk. Here is... Bob Huggins operating a weapon, a vehicle, when you are at a .210 and crushing beers while driving is a weapon. He couldn't survive this. There's no way. Forget the homophobic slur, which shouldn't be minimized either, but 
That has nothing to do with this to me. He had another DUI back in 04. Oh, fine, that's ancient history you want to say nearly 20 years ago. This incident for a 69-year-old man who is the state's highest paid employee and the most visible person in the state. That is it. It doesn't matter how much success you have. This is a series of the worst decision-making. At what point does Bob Huggins go, yeah, maybe not the best idea? I mean, look at that series of decisions. Look at that series of decisions. Either a guy that is in a really dark, bad personal space and doesn't care if he gets caught. Maybe somebody who's begging for mercy, who is out there, look a cry for help. Somebody stop me. Or maybe a guy that feels like he's indestructible. Maybe a guy that says rules don't apply to me. But you are nearly 70 and you're crushing beers out of a cooler in the car as you hold down a multi-million dollar job that's the most visible in the state and one of the most visible in your sport. I mean, it's like you're so beyond knowing that's wrong when you're 69 years old. You're so beyond that and you're also entrusted with teaching kids rights from wrongs and hard work and discipline and making good decisions. That's what you're entrusted with. You don't survive this. I don't care if you've gone to a million Final Fours. This is not survivable. So, sorry, good riddance, had a good career, but do I feel bad for Bob Huggins? No. I'd feel bad for the family that he ripped apart, had at .210, he drove to the wrong side of traffic and smashed into somebody head on. I'd feel bad for the human being that was in the other car as he blew out his tire in a town he didn't know he was in and smashed into them on the highway. No, I don't feel bad for Bob Huggins. It's over. It's done. Old man, bad decision, drunk, whatever. Get him out. That's it. There is no room for that. And that's one of those things where I don't want to hear about redemption. Let him come back, small school. No. You have to go through so many checkpoints to get to that point that you blew through. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's it. Now you shrivel up. Now you embarrass yourself, your family, the university, and now you live in shame. That's just the bit. You can't blow through every checkpoint and then be like, oh, but he definitely deserves a redemption story. But he did a lot of good things. I mean, come on. Awful. Just, I mean, that's awful. And you're also at a point where you know you're being scrutinized because of the the radio interview in Cincinnati earlier in the offseason. You already know that you know, you kind of are on a bit of a zero-tolerance policy, and this is your reaction, you might as well just quit then. Instead of putting the entire town and city in danger, you know, just quit. If you don't want the job, just quit. If you feel like there's too much scrutiny, just quit. You know, we we ask these young people, the hypocrisy of asking young people to always do the right thing, and then the old guy in charge of the young people 
does the exact opposite of what he would stand for. Imagine his player did this. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was so drunk and I was crushing beers out of a cooler in the car. I had a garbage bag full of empties next to me and didn't know where I was. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that guy would continue playing on that team. I'm sure they wouldn't revoke his scholarship for that. I mean, give me a break. When we come back here on the show, we've got Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. And I believe we have a Jack Stern moment in here, as well as Jody Mack doing another top six songs of all time. Where else would you rather be? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Welcome back, DA, with you here on a Monday morning. You can always check out the show in podcast form, the best of the show, or the full four hours, including Friday's Bob's Bar Show, available. Simply search The DA Show. Easy as that on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Again, the best of the show every single day or the full four hours, always available. Soundcheck begins with Rob Manfred. After 28,000 people, 20,000 more than the season average, attend the A's game last week for the, quote, reverse boycott. Rob Manfred not impressed. You know, I mean, it it was great. Uh, It's great to see what is this year, you know, Almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. What an absolute jerk. What an absolute tone-deaf moron. You know, Rob Manfred, and we'll talk more about this coming up here later on in the show, but Rob Manfred has now, I don't know, talked down to, denounced, Two of the most important things in his sport. Number one, the World Series trophy. Number two, one of his fan bases. 
one of his fan bases who is trying to save their team. Here he is in a snarky manner making a comment like, oh, yeah, okay, great. It's an average major league night. Well, you do realize, Rob, that one of your buddies, John Fisher, has fielded a minor league roster in a stadium that would be decrepit by minor league standards. So maybe we shouldn't be actually judging A's fans based on major league attendance numbers, but really minor league. And 8,000 might not be bad for, you know, the Fremont Mad Ants. But they don't have a major league product to go watch because you've allowed one of the other owners, one of your buddies, one of your cronies to steal the team away to go to Vegas by fielding a garbage roster in a garbage stadium. But, I mean, even if you think that in your Rob Manfred, if the A's fans are going to lose their team anyway, is there a reason to take a swipe at them? I mean, it's just, he's so clueless. Here is weekend host on WFN in New York, Joe Beningo, as Jack Stern doing headlines and producing Joe's show over the weekend. Is Jack a, uh, a giant Patriots fan, too? I, I don't know about that. I, I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know what football That's team he roots cool. for. I'm not sure. Jack, who's your football That's team? Cool. Somebody yeah, asked Eagles and a Jets fan. I think we might have. Oh, gone here we go. Stop, yeah, Jack. You've had enough now. That's it. You're done, Jack. Goodbye, Jack. Jack, stop, Jack. Stop. Like New York stop. First Jack, you killed You're taking Brian's time away. I'm a huge Rangers fan by way of growing up in Brooklyn, <laughs> Jack. and then I'm also a Knicks fan because Brutal. the Nets did not reload. You, you listen to this, Brian? Time. He's an Eagle Jet I fan. I think you mind. I think you did tell me that. Okay, Jack. Enough now. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. I think he's trolling. I think he's trolling us. Now this comes on the heels of last weekend when Jack said that he was both a Phillies and a Yankees fan. <laughs> yes. Because he once upon a time went to Shea as a kid. His dad is from Philadelphia, and the Mets fans threw a napkin at him, so he did not feel comfortable being a Mets fan. Right. He got pelted with a napkin after yelling, "Let's go, Phils!" That was uncomfortable to listen to. Why did Jack not stop talking when the host says we're done? Because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Somebody yeah, asked an Eagles and a Jets fan. I think we might have. Oh, gone here we over go. Stop, yeah, week. Jack. You've uh, had enough now. That's it. You're done, Jack. Goodbye, Jack. Jack, stop, Jack. Stop. Like New York. Stop. Well, why is Jack continuing to talk when the host says we're done? Because Stop. he feels entitled and is not going to listen to the person technically in power there. And he's going to power right through and give his peace of mind because he's entitled. And so no, we've helped the entitlement along here, around here. That's an ugly moment. That's a really ugly moment right there. I mean, that's just bad radio. When the host is saying stop talking and the other guy won't stop talking. A lot of disrespect. A lot of disrespect. Right, he went to you for one word and then you just kept rambling on with your life story. Nobody cares. By way of Brooklyn. I I don't think I want to defend Jack here, but that even seems bad for Jack. That's a long (laughs) time to talk over any host, but one... As veteran as Joe Beningo, is it? Is there any way that Jack couldn't hear? Okay, if he can't hear, shouldn't his comment be shorter anyway? So he can, so he could just just say the comment and then get out. It's right. a good, it's a good point. It's, maybe he's just 
in a talkback mode and he's not hearing Joe say stop. But if that's the case, then he's just got to get in and out with a comment. Right. Because who is who is he to monopolize the entire... Look, I'll give you an example back here. Like, if, if my headphone shorts out or his headphone shorts out and we have to go back and forth, it's a short comment to hear you and back and back and the other way around, you know? So it, there's ways to do it, and he doesn't know how to do it. I mean, you can't toss them for one, uh, one quick answer and then go on for 30 seconds. It's a terrible job by him. Well, also... Okay, so that's the professional part of things. Are we okay with him having, him having two teams in every sport? No. <laughs> no. How is no. that a thing? No. I'm an Eagles and Jets fan and a Phillies and Yankees fan. No, you have your favorite team in every sport, and you could certainly, like, not hate other teams. And if your team's out and you're, like, like rooting, that's fine. But to firmly, like, be a fan of two teams? No. In every sport? Why? I think we should try something. I think uh, when the Jets yeah, play the Eagles. I know we Eagles, should try. <laughs> yeah, we should try having him with knockout Neil next year. <laughs> when the Jets play the Eagles in Philly. We should have him go with a jet jersey and an Eagles hat. <laughs> with Joe. I think he'll end up in the parking lot very much banged up. Tossed right out of there. Yeah. <gasps> I'm one of that. you. Don't throw me out. Mm-hmm. This broccoli and his carrots. That was so awkward. It is getting uncomfortable. Well... What's also uncomfortable is 5.30 a.m. when Bogus does a lap around the newsroom. Did you get the new Jack Beningo? <laughs> like, it's a new hit single from Taylor Swift. Yeah, and it was. That's a hit right there. How did Jack, you hear Jack, about Jack, stop, Jack, stop. like New York teams first Jack, and foremost. You killed me. How did you hear about this car crash? I believe Dr. Phil Keto passes along to me via Twitter. One of the greats. Yeah. I feel bad for Joe there. Joe has a Hall of Fame career. Joe does not need more Ajita. Joe needs a producer back at the studio that respects what he has accomplished and makes life easy for him. And here he is with a guy making life hard on him. Talking (laughs) over him. Yes, yes. Talking over him. Well, was he producing or was he anchoring? You tell us. You're the schedule maker. (laughs) I don't do that schedule. I don't know. What schedules do you do? Because somebody I, else asked you a scheduling question this morning I, I, about here, and you like shrugged your shoulders at that as well. It was what time was Joey Mac on this weekend? You didn't know. I he do, does the Atlantic League schedule. I, I do the Stanford Ducks and Ferry for, Hawks yeah. three games late. The staffers for the CBS Sports Radio Network. So staff behind the scenes. He's become Kramer. Do you even work here? That's what makes this so difficult. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Well, th- I don't know if he was producer. Is is it possible producer and update guy are the same person on the weekend? Uh, on this place, it's very possible. <laughs> possible he's the host. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe might have been his guest, actually. It's also Beningo. <laughs> is it possible Joe is doing both voices there? <laughs> host, anchor, board up. Yeah. Joe! <laughs> Engineer. Finally, speaking of one of the greats, Jody Mack was on CBS Sports Radio over the weekend, and Jody Mack has an ongoing bit with one of his listeners where the listener calls up and says, okay, let's rank so-and-so's best song. So here's the latest incarnation. It's Chick Week here. He's got the top six in Gary's opinion. Go, go, songs. Go. Number one, Vacation. Right. Number two, Our Lips Are Sealed. 
lips, right? Number three, we got the beat. Mm-hmm. Number four, lust to love. Number five, head over heels. And number six, unforgiven. Do you like the list? I do. Um, but there is some some derivation for me. Um, I, I now I'm I was still writing. What's the last one again? Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Um, the last two would be unforgiven and lots to love. Okay. The other four four are all legitimate stone cold hits. Right. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, if you ask me to name more than two Go-Go songs, I would have a problem doing that. I've got to get to their top six. Do they have more than two albums? I, I just remember we got the beat, but also it's Chick Week on the Jody <laughs> Mac show. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, as we honor females across <laughs> entertainment and sports, it's, quote, Chick Week. <laughs> <laughs> Can't can't say bras anymore, so it's well, chick week. So what, what better show to honor them on is on the Jody Mack show. With, I'm assuming, Jack producing. Should we should we hold off until Women's History Month here? Or are we just doing our own chick week? It's chick week. We are honoring women everywhere. When was the horse racing segment in chick week? Was chick it, was week. it the second segment? Vacation, we got the beat. Our lips are sealed. After that, I've got nothing on the Go-Go's. Right. I think they've got two albums. Pretty sure. What does vacation sound like? Vacation. Gotta get away. That's not helping me, but thank you. Uh, our <laughs> lips are sealed, I got. Uh, we got the beat, I got. But after that, yeah. who knows? Who knows? We got the beat. We, we got, got the beat. beat. Yes. yes. We got the beat. It's Chick Week here on the Jody <laughs> Mac Show. In honor of a Philly winning the Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It just dawned on me. I'm not kidding when I say this. The Belmont trainer was the first female trainer to ever win a triple crown race. I wonder if that spurned Jody to have Chick Week. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not making that up. That was a thing. Well, I know Odyssey is looking to prioritize diversity and respect mm-hmm. and a lot of inclusiveness. Inclusiveness in a lot of groups. And so I'm just glad that we're doing so by having Chick Week on the Jody Mack show, which, which culminates in the Go Go's top six songs. It's the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> Jody listens to the Go-Go's in his car with the Cobb Wawa cup rustling under the seat. Well, our number one's about Susan B. Anthony. Our number two is Rosa Parks. And our number three is the Go-Go's top six songs. It's Chick Week. Our number four. And then there's Maud. <laughs> then there's Maud. We will go over the movement for women's suffrage in hour number three, and then the Go Go's top six songs in hour building. Right. The beginning of the Virginia Slims tennis tour last hour. <laughs> what says? What says women's equality and the strive for 
for equality here in society more than the Go-Go's having a hit song. Look, even a female group can have a number one hit. How far we've come. But what do you know? <laughs> we'll talk about... We'll talk about the WNBA's fight for equal pay, and then we'll do the Go-Go's top six songs. <laughs> it's Chick Week. <laughs> You're welcome, Toots. It's me, Jordan McDonald. <laughs> nice Clay will join us next hour. Babe Dietrichson. <laughs> Sunday had the top five Cheryl Crow songs of all time. <laughs> Uh, top six chicks overlooked by history. <laughs> uh, number two, Joan of Arc. I really feel like she got a raw deal. I knew her. Jo- Joan. <laughs> number one, Chick Hearn. Did a lot of good things. <laughs> Chick Correa, number two. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, Is anyone week. listening to Jack shouting <laughs> down Joe Beningo and Jody doing Chick Week? I mean, if we're doing, if our station, our network is doing that, I think we are clear. <laughs> On Friday, everyone's like, you're doing four hours non-sports? I mean, that's the least of this company's worries. <laughs> everyone got home safe. Yeah. There were no fires. <laughs> There was one questionable word from Gail, but otherwise that was a great show. <laughs> I'm just a Louvre. And the one that questioned Shit it was, week. was the guy that was sleeping behind the pool. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one rule knockout Neil has. <laughs> <laughs> All right, standing by with headlines. Here's a kind <sighs> sir, Andrew Bogus. Guys, the NBA keeps tweaking its CBA to limit super teams, and super teams keep happening. The Suns, the latest, following up their Kevin Durant trade by acquiring Bradley Beal from the Wizards. Beal's deal is worth more than $50 million annually, coupled with KD, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix has 163 mil committed to just those four for the coming season. They are likely to be above the most punitive second apron of the luxury tax for at least three seasons. Now, the deal, not official. While Washington figures out what to do with Chris Paul, maybe they keep him, maybe they buy him out, maybe they get the Clippers or Lakers involved to take CP3 off their hands in a three-team deal. And the Hornets reportedly hosting Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller today. Second workout, second interview ahead of the draft on Thursday. Charlotte's got the second pick. Michael Jordan expected to be in attendance for these since he is staying in power for the next few weeks while the sale of the team is finalized. Wyndham Clark sounds like the hotel the U.S. Open winner stayed at, but it's actually the U.S. Open winner himself. A one-shot victory over Rory McIlroy at L.A. Country Club yesterday. Clark had never made the cut at the event before. This is his first major title. McElroy's last major is now nearly nine full years in the past. Clark could have been caught yesterday, but McElroy's putter let him down again. I felt like over the last two days when the greens started to get quite crispy that my speed control was off a little bit, and I think that's the reason why I didn't hold a lot of putts. I don't think I was hitting bad putts. I was just hitting them just with slightly the wrong speed. Some were coming up short. Some were going a little long. McElroy did not sink a putt over eight feet yesterday. It was a similar story for him last summer at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Baseball's longest active winning streak 
belongs to the Reds. Eight in a row after a 9-7 win in 10 in Houston yesterday. David Bell's team was down 5-2, led 6-5 before surviving an extra. Over the course of nine innings, you're playing against a good team. Things happen. So to be able to to stay with it and continue to to play the same way no matter what, um, that's, that's how you do it. The eight-game run is Cincy's longest since a 10-gamer in July of 2012, but the Brewers did beat wow, the Pirates. they're red hot. Yesterday. It's not funny. 5-2. Thank you, Morty. So Milwaukee keeps its half-game lead atop the NL Central. The Red Sox took two from the Yankees, 6-2 in the afternoon, 4-1 at night. The Padres held off the Rays 5-4. Fernando Tatis Jr. threw out the tying run at the plate in the eighth. And Cleveland avoided a three-game sweep in Arizona with a 12-3 route. That one featured a 15-minute delay for a partial power outage. Diamondbacks are pretty good this year, huh? How about that? Mm-hmm. Corbin Carroll, MVP candidate? Is big, it really? Yeah. Big ratings year for big baby in a landfill over there. Talking. <laughs> this is the time to move. Yeah. Listen, man, this is the time to go. The Yotes are staying probably, maybe. <laughs> big baby! This is the time to move. <laughs> move on that. Move on that dream. Bradley Beal's in Phoenix. Right. Now we got things going on. Beal and KD. New coach with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, whatever his name is. Gannon, I think. Gannon. They don't have a quarterback as Kyler's Herbert. Still, we won't focus on football. Yeah, you find a baby and you go, man. <laughs> you find a baby. Late October baseball with the D-backs. Big baby. <laughs> And the landfill. You find a baby, you don't look back. I'll do the show with Tony Womack until a baby is born. <laughs> Britt McCracken will be a guest. Wait, who could you have a baby with? That's oh, how this show yeah. starts is you oh. bring, you create the baby that becomes your co-host. You got to call Pat Boyle for that. <laughs> Jenny Finch. Okay. Oh, oh Dr. Finch. Finch. It is Chick Week here on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor, would Finch take you though? Really, is the question. <laughs> there had to be like a Mercury All Star player that could yeah. help create the baby. Hmm. This seems very easy to accomplish. <laughs> Nine <laughs> months from now, big baby Diana Taurasi. <laughs> Me and Diana Taurasi <laughs> get together for big baby in the That's landfill. That, it works. Okay, Great guys, a little unconventional, but hear me out. <laughs> All we need is Diana Taurasi. Are you talking about Diana's agents right now? <laughs> <laughs> this is Mraz talking to the company that owns 108 The Cactus. All right, hear, hear me out. They're in bolo ties, I hope. <laughs> we feel like Big Baby in the Landfill has a lot of a lot of potential. I just need Diana Taurasi to sleep with me and then carry my baby. <laughs> Do you have a contact on her? <laughs> One of the people sitting in the room is a mascot. <laughs> It's the Phoenix Gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) He's nodding. Okay, I like this idea. (laughs) None of the babies that we've had so far have done well in focus groups, so we're just going to create one. And Diana's at the end of her WNBA career, so she needs to pivot to something. So being the mother to the baby in Tucson's number one rated sports talk show. Mercury retires the jersey thanking Mraz and the baby. A hit's a hit. Three-hour ceremony, following along with Sue Bird. 40 weeks from now, (laughs) we debut (laughs) the Immaculate Conception. (laughs) Diana, I know it's a big ask, but it's Chick Week. (laughs) With all due respect. It is Chick Week. A couple extra coins in there. It is Chick Week on the Jody Mack Show, so you're... 
kind of <laughs> so obliged you know, to do this. <laughs> you know I'm coming from a good place because I just hosted Chick Week, so I'm I'm on your team here. Uh, we honored you. <laughs> kind of time for you to reciprocate here. <laughs> this segment's brought to you by the Mamaru. <laughs> Uh, does anyone need to know that U.S. men's soccer beat Canada 2-0 in Vegas last night to win the Nations League title for the second consecutive time, whatever that means? And Max Verstappen won F1's Canadian Grand Prix. That's four wins in a row, six total this season, and 41 for his career, tying Verstappen for fifth all-time. DA, back to you. Aaron tweets at us the explanation of the origin of the chili dog. Texas hot dog, Texas chili dog, or Texas hot or Texas wiener. Hot dog with chili or hot sauce. Served in variation since 1920 when the Texas wiener was created in Patterson, New Jersey of all places. Then George Kofagorgis in 1918 originally called his hot dogs hot Wieners, a reference to the chili sauce used on the hot dogs. The invention spread to the Pennsylvania side of Scranton and Philadelphia. By the 20s, it had reached western New York. So it Wiener. sounds like Texas hot or Texas chili dogs actually did not originate in Texas. It was because they used Texas hot sauce on them, How but it originated in the Northeast. How about that? But what yeah, it's been around for 100 years. Yeah. I don't know why Papa Mendo's never had one. Right, exactly. You predates him. Come on. You got to eat it. Got to have it. Now, would Papa Mendo have cheese on his hot dog? No. No, too much. That's, a, again, a bridge too far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too exotic. Like, like cheese whiz type of cheese? Oh, oh, any type of cheese. No. On top of the chili that's yeah, on the dog? Do like a cheese glizzy? You know? No, it's like a cheese or cheese and mustard or ketchup. Yeah, no. He likes cheese a lot, but he wouldn't have it on his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> When we come back on the show, do the Braves screw up their own Father's Day? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Happy Being Alive Day. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Good Monday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. You can always listen to us across hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. And you can always listen to us using your smart speaker. Tell it to play CBS Sports Radio. Charlie Colberson is a light-hitting third baseman for the Atlanta Braves. This year hitting 252 with two home runs and 12 RBI. So him being sent down to AAA, not that big a news. Outfielder Michael Harris, or I should say, starting catcher Sean Murphy suffered a hamstring injury on Saturday, which meant the Braves needed to make some space to call up Chadwick Tromp from AAA to have three catchers available. So Culberson, who was part of the 40-man roster last year or has been part of the 40-man roster over the last couple of seasons, was due to get dropped down to AAA. There was only one problem. His dad was scheduled to throw him the first pitch for Father's Day yesterday. So the Braves had a decision to make. Do you send down Charlie Culberson on the day his dad is throwing out the first pitch on Father's Day or wait a minute? And they decided, send him down, which meant that outfielder Michael Harris's dad was given the pregame honors instead. I don't know, man. 
It's mid-June. Does one move on one day make that much of a difference, or can you just keep Culberson up for the day? Let him catch the opening pitch from his dad. Let you let them have the moment, feel good for everybody in the ballpark, and then send him down tomorrow. Is Culberson being sent down? Is that really making sure Chadwick Trump is up? Does that really make the difference yesterday? I think if I'm the Braves, I just punt on the day. And I'm like, hey, let, hopefully we get through this and we send down Culberson on Monday, right? Don't you? Do you have, I know it's a game and every game is supposedly important, but I feel like I would just wait the day. Well, also then, isn't it a bad job by them when going down the Father's Day list of having a guy who potentially could be sent down's father be the one scheduled to yes. do this? You know, could we get somebody more established on the team's end, dad, to do it? That's where I think the mistake is. They've got the best record in the National League. They have a five-game lead in the division. Yeah, either don't schedule Culberson's dad to be the one on Father's Day or just let that day happen and then send Culberson down today. I know what it was like for Bob prepping for the Bob's Bar show sure. and like how much he thought about for multiple weeks. Can you imagine telling Culberson's dad you're going to throw out the first pitch? He must have practiced. He probably thought about it. Yeah. Then you wake up and you find out, hey, you're not going to do it because we're also sending your son down. He's not a major leaguer anymore. Like, that's horrible. That's a terrible that's Father's horrible. Day. Why do you need to do this? You have a five-game lead in the division. And to that note, if you're gonna if you're going to do it with somebody else, you have a bunch of contracts that you just signed, like, seven-year deals to. A bunch of players have seven-year deals, long-term deals. Use one of them, like Sean would say. But they're the team that has a lot of people to choose from. Yeah. That they're not going to get sent down. They're not going to get traded. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole group of people you can pick from. It's like doing a bobblehead for your 23rd best player. You don't do it because you don't know if they're going to be there that night. Charlie's dad, Charles Culberson, actually has a background in baseball. He was selected in the 16th round by the Giants back in the 80s, but spent five seasons in the minors. I mean, double punch. He watches his son go back to live the miserable life he lived. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on, Braves. Just let it be for the day. Let Chadwick Trump come up on Monday, okay? <laughs> Just let the Culbersons have their minute. Minute of fame, minute in the sun. Let Charles and Charlie share the moment and instead, womp, womp for Trump, Chadwick. Come on. All right, a lot to get to this morning here on the show. Still coming up straight ahead. The Bills and Stefan Diggs. What is going on there? Another piece of news from that realm and that story. And then also want to salute... One of the attendees to Bob's Bar coming up here next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 